Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Don't Blame Me. It's a sleepy one. We are very tired. So very, tired. very tired. As you can probably tell. I mean, you look nice still. I, I truly Nice-ish. look like I rolled out of bed. I think oh. you're getting the better version of me because it's a little darker on my computer. <laughs> when I'm seen on my camera, not the same. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's how I feel all the time. I like look at us like talking to each other over like Zoom on the camera. And I'm like, oh, I look cute. And then I look yeah. at the other. I'm like, oh, gosh. Also, I have the thing set on my Zoom where it makes you look better. You know, did you know there's a setting on there? That- <laughs> what? Bitch. Hold on. <gasps> I'm like looking at the change. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> <laughs> ah. 
Ooh, touch up my fingers. <laughs> oh my God. I've got, oh my God, I'm so smooth. It can't fix the zits on my like, you know. And it's only for me because the people at home aren't going to see this. No, They're but it, it's. What's on the camera. Oh it's good for God. you too. I feel beautiful. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's actually, it's a, that's a little, that's a little much. Um, yeah, you guys aren't getting to experience, but it's like you're seeing me raw, unfiltered. This is an advice podcast. If you're new here, um, if you want to call in for an upcoming episode, you can leave us a voicemail at 310-694-0976. And international listeners, you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com. And, um... Any housekeeping things? Anything new with you? Anything you'd like to share with the class? Mm, no, I'm just enjoying life. Enjoying Are you enjoying life? Media. What are you doing? Uh, smiling more. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, are you frozen? <laughs> smiling more. I it was it. all very sarcastic. Oh. Oh, I mean, if anyone didn't catch that, I know I'd be surprised. Um, I'm not people that listen to this show surprise me every day. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. It's true. Every time we get a comment being like, I just wish they would radiate more positivity. And I'm like, bitch, never, never, ever. I've never radiated positivity in my entire life. Never. Not once. I am yeah. a pessimist. I am a realist. Me too. And yep. see, what I bring to the table is humor. I don't bring mm-hmm. positivity. I bring humor. Yeah. I bring that dry, sarcastic wit that 30% of the people like. Yeah. Hey, 30% is more than zero. Yeah. It's fully True. fine. But yeah, um, I guess we can start with the episode. Let's do it. Let's get into it. Um, hi, Megan, Melissa, and possible guests. So I have a question. Uh, I grew up very religious and uh, with a lot of guilt around sex and anything of the nature. So I am very shy when it comes to that. Um, my fiance, however, grew up very different and um, grew up in a very sex-positive house and everything like that. So it has been a little bit of a challenge to get, I mean, to figure out what what works and what doesn't for us because I do not feel comfortable talking about sex very often. Um, So the other night we got drunk and we were just hanging out And we ended up having, like, a really long discussion about, like, a lot of stuff, like, how our communication needs to be better and just just things like that. Like, we just started opening up a lot more to each other. And so while I was a little drunk and we opened the topic up, I decided to ask, like, what do you like, like, about sex that I don't do? Like, what would you like me to do? Because I've never asked that question because I feel so shy and so embarrassed. So he said that he likes it when he would like it if I could tell him about, like, when we're having sex, if I could tell him about the past past experiences that I have had. Like, 
he wants me to tell him about like people that I've fucked. And I, I told him that I want to be able to do that, but I feel too shy right now. But I'm curious on what are some tips or how to talk about it or how to make it sound hot. Cause I feel like when I, I almost, I was trying to do it and I felt like I sounded weird and not hot and like, I was like, oh, one time, um, so-and-so, I don't know. I don't know. That's just, I just feel really awkward, and I don't know how to talk about that during sex, about past partners, and make it sound good and hot and anything else. So any of your advice would be very appreciated. Thank you so much. Once upon a time in sexy wood. <laughs> I am upset though. This means it's gonna be like one time. It literally like it started as like one time at band camp. <laughs> I fully fully feel that though. I think like to be fair, I think it's pretty hard. Um I guess you guys weren't act you guys like weren't hooking up when he like suggested that or said that. I think like the first thing I would do is have another conversation with him about it because that's the thing with like turn-ons and stuff like that I think or I find just in general most people start off like okay I'm into this and they don't like pile it on immediately they kind of like say what they're into and then like because it doesn't sound like your boyfriend's pressuring you at all and -hmm. I think that's the point of like okay I'm kind of saying this broad thing that I like and then you go and sit with it and you like think about it or you figure out how you feel about that. And then I think from there you have another conversation with him. Be like, okay, it's so, like what specifically would turn you on? Because I, I mean, I, I'm, I would be, I, you're afraid of sounding awkward. I would be afraid of being like, am I going to like make you uh, not upset, but kind of like how, how far is too far? Like, does he want to yeah. hear about you and these other experiences? Or do you want to hear like, oh, this other time that I was like choking on this like big fucking cock? And he's like, I think that's what he wants to hear. And he might be a little bit into cucking. Ooh, oh, I mean, I, I, I'm assuming that's fully what it is. Yeah. But I think that like, yeah, I think that I understand like the feeling sexy part, but I think that I think it's easier to kind of be creative once you have parameters. And I like think the like, same thing we said about talking dirty to somebody. It's like the same, same rules. Yeah. And ask him for some examples. And then from there, you're like, oh, okay, that kind of, I could, it, so he gave me this example, which then could be like this and then could be like this. And I could do all of that sort of stuff. Um, but I think the parameters, because this is something that you're not into and you've never thought of. You need to be put in like some sort of box because like yeah. it is just kind of like creative write a story and you're like, what? What do you mean? But I think um, I mean, I, I think once you have some examples from him. uh, Good God, I'm trying to how I'm tr- I'm even trying to figure out how like because like truly I don't know how you started without saying so one time <laughs> like like how I do you at, start it? I was at blah 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 i was at the bank and okay teller said take your titties out (laughs) let me put this deposit in for you (laughs) yes (laughs) oh because i think it's this is a different like i've i i'm i love a good dirty talk this is a little different because you're also being asked to like tell a story (laughs) yeah because it's not it's dirty talk it's dirty talk but it's not being present in what's happening 
<laughs> at the current moment. And so you've got to focus on like having actual sex because what dirty talk is usually like what's happening in the moment mm-hmm. or what you want. But this is story time this is- in bed. <laughs> I mean, does he want it while you're fucking? That's what he... it sounds like. Because I could see maybe maybe for your comfort, if it starts off that like, I'm a, I don't know if you guys are quarantining together, but you can like text him, like tell him like this or over text and then kind of like leave that into like you guys having sex and having that be in the bedroom. If that feels more comfortable to you, because like, yeah, when do you when do you bring it up? Or yeah. also you can just ask him be like, OK, well, when we're hooking up. And you want me to do that? Will you tell me? Like, he can be like, hey, tell me about the, like, tell me about some time someone fucked you. And then yeah. you're like responding as opposed to being like, you're making out suddenly. You're like, one time? Like, <laughs> if it's he like, gives you like a prompt. It's like Dipsy, but you're doing it yourself. It's like mental porn. Yeah. It's like what you, in your, it's like, what you think about when you're like masturbating, but then mm-hmm. you have to say it out loud to another person while also. And it's not about them. Yeah. Oh my God, dude. I hope you've got Adderall if you have ADHD. Cause I would be, I would, I, I don't, I don't have ADHD and I am, don't think that I'd be able to concentrate. Cause there's a lot of things you got to right. concentrate on. So like, if I'm trying to get off, like it seems like to me, it seems like it's all mental stimulation for him to get off. And mm-hmm. then like I'm not able to and he's not like focusing on my own sexual things unless yeah. what you're telling him in these past stories are things that you would like done to you. And then he's listening and being an active It's call and response. Mm-hmm. The options are endless. Like, they I've are. never heard of this, but this I sounds... Anything. This, like, I think this could be really hot. I just mm-hmm. think that, like, I think the more comfortable you get... I'm Yeah, I mean, I'll be, like, super honest. I think if you're not comfortable talking about sex with your boyfriend, like, dirty... This is, like, a form of dirty talk. And this is also, like, you're not comfortable talking about your sex life with your boyfriend. And then your boyfriend wants you to talk about your sex life with other people. I think, mm. like, a good practice would be to get more comfortable talking about sex as a whole because I think that this is this is like being comfortable talking about sex and like make it sexy and like don't feel uncomfortable in that way and I think also if you feel really uncomfortable uh and like create those boundaries for you because I think if you were raised really religious and this is something that you really like have felt a lot of shame around and you don't like it can be hard to distinguish between okay well what is what is what I feel shame around? And what if, is it just like, and what is my history, my upbringing? And what is also just like me as an adult being like, not my favorite thing, like kind of makes me feel like I feel weird about it. And that's also okay. And mm-hmm. like, you can create those boundaries for yourself while still like breaking down like the whatever, like purity culture, however you were raised, you can break that down. And that doesn't mean that there are no boundaries. You're just creating new ones for you that are more applicable to like who you are as an adult. So I think the more that you can, talk with your boyfriend about sex and even your friends like talk about your like sex with your friends and and maybe even if it's like I don't know like maybe maybe listen to Dipsy maybe listen to some sexy stories like get into that headspace and like surround your and I mean you listen to our podcast which is very sex positive but if you seek out and consume sex positive content I think that will make you feel more confident in talking about sex and therefore then talking about sex in a sexy manner. And also, 
are you comfortable doing this regardless? Like, even if, if he's into it, you guys have been dating for a while. And if, if this is if this isn't a deal breaker for him, it's just like something that would turn him on. If it's something you're also not comfortable with, that's also okay. Like, yeah. it's also okay if you're like, I don't know, like this doesn't. And try it out. That happens a lot. You just try it out, see if you enjoy it. And if it's not good, it's not yeah. good. Because if, if you're awkward doing it, then he's not going to want it anymore. <laughs> no, that's so. like the epitome of dirty talk where it's like, yeah. I don't know. I guess I'll try. You try and you're like, give give me the, the pee-pee, daddy. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, that didn't, that didn't work. Yeah, that didn't work at all. Best of luck. Talking sexy. Um, Would love an update. Let us know. And if, if you call back and like let us know if he gives you parameters, I think we could be more helpful in the specifics. Yeah. I agree. We love scripting dirty talk. <laughs> <laughs> On to the next. Hello, Megan and Melissa. I'm 20 years old and I'm calling from India. I've been with my boyfriend for the past 1.5 years and we have a problem in bed. And we're not able to have sex, as in penetration. I've never done penetration with anyone before and this would be my first and his too. We've been trying for almost as long as we've been dating, but his dick is just not able to get inside. Even during fingering, I can't get more than three fingers and we've even tried lube. I'm not sure if this is a medical issue or a psychological issue of me getting stressed out or too nervous, but I come from quite a conservative space and I don't know who to approach about this. My boyfriend is really sweet about all of this and says it doesn't really matter what we do till we have fun. But I really want to experience this with him. Help, please. I mean, those are the two options. It's either medical or it is a psychological problem. I personally would... Go to a doc, like go to a gynecologist first and see if it's uh, a medical, like if it's a physical medical problem, because gynecologists, a good gynecologist will also tell you if it's not a physical, like medical thing, they'll be like, oh, it's a psychological thing. And then from there, you can seek out a therapist. I have a friend um, Mm -hmm. who had, I'm not even sure what the exact correct term is, but she had just like an extra, extra thick hymen and had to get it medically broken. But it was the same exact same experience. Like she could like get fingered, but like not really that much and like all of this other stuff. And it wasn't, it wasn't like extremely, I mean, it wasn't Mm -hmm. like comfortable, but it was more just like her being like, it doesn't like work. Like it just doesn't work at all. And went to the doctor and they just medically broke it and it was fine and everything's totally fine now. But I've also had friends who, it's the psychological aspect of it. And then it's like, oh, you're nervous. Um, and I think that like, because you guys have tried for so long, if it is a psychological thing, you just get into the habit. Like once something has gone the same way every single time, your mind just takes you down that path. It doesn't take you down the path of like it working because it's never worked before. So like you're kind of, it's like riding a bike, but like not the right way. Like, it's just preconditioned to go the other direction. Mm-hmm. Neither her or her boyfriend have had penetrative sex before. And with the fingering, are you going straight for the fingering or are you preparing? Like, are you getting wet? Like, that would be my first question. Are you physically yourself getting turned on and wet? So, like take your time before the fingering even starts take your time um and that could help you relax if it's like Mm -hmm. a psychological thing so maybe like do some massaging before before any type of penetration fingers included um i would like stick to just like 
arousal for like a good 30 minutes and see Mm -hmm. how your body responds to that. Um, Because I know like in the beginning, a lot of people do just go straight for fingering because they don't know that you need time to (laughs) finger fucking blasting. You know, you need time for your body to adjust, especially if you haven't had any type of penetrative sex before. Yeah. And lube is great and a total great thing, but it also does not make up for like your body being aroused because like Mm -hmm. being wet is one part of your body being aroused. But like it has to. It's a whole like it's a whole. It expands and things. Mm -hmm. And the more aroused like like you said, being wet is just a part of it. But like the more aroused you are, then the more your body's going to open up to be able to take anything the dick or a finger or even finger yeah and i also think the the prolonged foreplay and all of that stuff if you can kind of take out the end results as Mm -hmm. like just try as much as you can to kind of take that out because if the whole time for foreplay you're thinking about okay this is just a means to get to this and i need to be this 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 and this your body and your mind aren't going to relax Mm -hmm. and that's that's like you You need both of those things to enjoy it. So if you can just like enjoy it, enjoy it. I would also, I don't know if he had, like if you've, if he's ever made you come from like any other thing, but that will like very much make your body relax. And if you're able to get to that point without penetration, like if you've had an orgasm without penetration, if you guys have tried to then have penetrative sex after that, like your body is so much more relaxed. But if you've tried all of that stuff, 100% go to a gynecologist. Like, they hear yeah. that stuff all the... Like, it's such mm-hmm. a common thing. They hear it all the time. It's... It, there's no, like, shame and weirdness of it. And also, they're not going to be like, oh, yeah, no, everything medically fine. Like, that's just on you. Like, they'll talk to you about the psychological implica- like the psychological effects Hopefully. that this could have. Hopefully. She's not in the U.S., so... Well, fingers, fingers crossed. And if they don't, then there's fingers a lot of, like... Crossed. Googling... <laughs> But yeah, I've got I've got like high I mean, I've got like high hopes for you. This is so much more um, common than people talk about on both mm-hmm. sides of it. So if anybody has any experience, too, and like wants to like talk about it in the comments, that would be amazing. I'm sure it'd be really helpful. Also, we've recommended this a lot. She comes first. Yes. That's true. We want to make sure he's not, like, disc jockeying on your clip. Hey, Megan and Melissa. I'm going to cut straight to the chase. I'm a cisgender female. I identify as straight, Aries sun, Pisces moon, and also an empath. I know I'm a mess. My boyfriend of almost five years is a very Virgo Libra cusp, but very, very, very Virgo. We're in our mid-20s. Quick background. He's had a rough past and has the complete opposite experience than me in almost every way, but we both agree that our relationship is near perfect. Let me paint a quick picture of the issue. So imagine you're in a bad place in 2016 and you meet this boy who's also not in a great place mentally, um, just in whatever situation that we're in. And y'all start off as friends with benefits and then it becomes a full-blown four-and-a-half-year relationship, uh, monogamous. So the issue is that since 2016, you've known from the very beginning that he's wanted a polyamorous relationship and that that's his deal breaker. Um, so specifically two guys, uh, sorry, two girls, one guy, um, not in a misogynistic way, but he's always seen himself with two, but you half-heartedly agreed to it in 2016, thinking that he was joking and that you'd be able to fulfill whatever he void he's missing from wanting a second and that, you know, maybe it was just like 
a fleeting thing. So fast forward to now, I don't know what the fuck to do because if I stay, I'm going to have to live with the reality that we, us, me and him are going to have to be seeking another female to join our very serious relationship. Otherwise he will, you know, break up with me and then go and find somebody else who's okay with that because that is his deal breaker. So I'm trying to have his kids before I'm 31 because we've already been together for like four and a half years and he hasn't proposed yet, but marriage is in our future as we have already talked about it. So I'm like, what do I do? Cause I can't see myself without him. So, um, do I like try this? Like, I'm straight, and I just don't know how this is going to work. Okay, yeah, thanks. Okay, bye. Fuck, dude. Yeah. I'm confused how if this is a deal breaker for him, that you guys have been together monogamous for four and a half years. Agree. Because I don't think... I don't think that's fair to you at all. I don't think it's fair to say, oh, I have a deal breaker, and... Then four and a half years in, it hasn't been broken. That's the thing. It's like it's 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 as if he's saying it like, oh no, my deal breaker is like marriage. Like I have to like once I'm married, this is going to kick in. Mm -hmm. So like that's the thing. I think it sounds like that's the part that's like weird to me because yes, you agreed to it, but like there isn't a third person in your relationship. Yeah. So and has he just said like now like, oh yeah, now's the time. Or I'm breaking up with you. Right. And also, like, if you're going to be polyamorous, like, it should be mutually comfortable. Like, you shouldn't have to change who you are to uh, satiate somebody else's needs. Um, And also, as far as I know, like, polyamorous relationships, they're, like you said, like, it's a two-way street. So, like, I would assume, and I'm not educated on this uh, from a personal experience at all and only like through like proxy of friends and also their experiences and everybody's, but that like from my friends who've been in polyamorous relationships, the the turn on is also your partner and that other part, like, Mm -hmm. and like your your partner being into it too. So you not being into it in my friends' cases would have then be like, oh, this won't, I'm not getting the saddest, like, it's not fulfilling what I want and need because you're not into it. And that's mm-hmm. a part of it. Has he been in a poly relationship before? And Yeah. I. When it, did he bring it up recently? And he's like, we're not getting married unless we start being polyamorous. Like, I, I don't understand. Yeah, it just doesn't seem like considerate of. It seems like he talked to this big game and then didn't follow through with any mm-hmm. of it. And then four and a half years later is like bringing it back up. And yeah, it's like it's like he had the when you guys were first starting your hookup. He just had this idea in his head, like it would be cool to be in a yeah. poly relationship. And then you guys got settled and it never came up again. And now he's like, we're four and a half years in. And maybe he's, like, thinking, like, yeah, I want to get married, but, like, I want to try out this thing and see if it works before we actually get married. Or that you're, like, in, like, a relationship slump. Yeah. You said you guys have, like, a near-perfect relationship, but if it isn't the relationship that you both had set up in your minds, then how is it perfect? 
Yeah. And I think the part that confuses me is like initially when you had said uh, that, like, I was hoping I could fill whatever void it was. Like my initial mm-hmm. reaction was like, OK, well, that's not like that's that's so not yeah. how polyamorous relationships work. But yeah. then when you had said that it had been just you two this whole time and then him bringing mm-hmm. that up and I was like, oh, of course you fucking feel like that because yeah. he's made like you were enough. And this never came back up again. And then now it's coming and it's like, oh, shit, how can I what can I do? How can I fix this? And I don't think it's fair at all to put that out there. And then, I mean, you agree again, you you agreed to a hypothetical that never came to fruition. And I think if this was a huge deal breaker for him. How in the world can he expect to like to, how can he uphold the fact that it's a deal breaker if it if it if it didn't go into practice because yeah. he, truthfully you've i mean you've never been in a polyamorous relationship you've and you've never even been with a woman and that's he, the type of relationship he wants and he also doesn't he knows that and like you saying like yeah i could do that you're and then you guys don't put that into practice and then it's like okay well four and a half years later you guys put that into practice and you don't like it what's he gonna say like yeah. how does how did he have in good conscience and faith to be like okay cool yeah i'll date this girl for four and a half years and take her word for it that like eventually whenever i decide that i want to do this that she's gonna be totally game for it and it'll be fine because that to me also just is like it doesn't seem that he's i don't sounds fucked up but he's like really caring about you in that sense yeah. because or protecting that your relationship with him because he's not like he dove headfirst into something and never once. Yeah, n- like just took your word for something and then never put it into practice. Like yeah. it doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't to me either. I honestly think he's like might be getting a little like cold feetish for like marriage or something. And then he brought this up as like a let's try this out type of thing. Yeah. That's so, oh my God, I would be, I would, I would be like, and all, and I, and I think, and I'm sure that you would keep going back to be like, well, I agreed to it. Like, oh, I agree. Like you agreed to a hypothetical mm-hmm. four and a half years ago and when then it never think, happened. And it was just you guys hooking up at that point. It wasn't even you guys in a relationship. And, and, and then like from there, if like right then he brought somebody else into the relationship and you weren't into it, you would have been able to dip without yeah. this, all of these fucking feelings and the whole life mm-hmm. you built together. Yeah. It just feels like kind of manipulative. Yeah. Okay. We're going to be right back after our break. We're back. Hi, Megan and Melissa. I'm calling in because I have a relationship issue I could use some advice on. First, background. I'm 29 years old and my pronouns are she, her. I've been with my spouse for 12 years and we've been married for eight. We got together as teenagers under some, well, unusual circumstances. We grew up in a cult. This led to us being raised with some very warped views on gender roles, relationships, and sexuality. However, we were able to get out of that environment right after we got married and have been slowly healing and untangling the brainwashing we endured in our formative years. Our relationship has always been overall very loving and strong, especially considering the context we started in. 
We were each other's first for just about everything, and we broke all kinds of rules about being alone together and engaging in sexual activity before we were married. It wasn't until after the wedding that we were able to break free of the toxic environment we were in, and we now live over a thousand miles away from those people, including our families. So here's the issue. Back when we started dating, my partner and I both confessed to each other that we watched porn and masturbated, which we felt terribly guilty about as it was absolutely against the rules we grew up with. We both stopped when we first started having sex together, but over the years we've been married, I now know that my partner has continued to masturbate to porn, even though we we have always had sex regularly. This habit was a secret for me for a long time, but a few months ago, my partner confessed this habit as part of a larger journey of being more open and vulnerable that we've been going on together. Our views on porn and masturbation and sex in general have drastically changed since we left the cult. I even initiated watching porn together on and off for a few months now. I really want to reframe it from a shame-filled thing to something we can enjoy together. But I will admit that when they originally confessed to me that they had been continuing to watch porn and masturbate, I was hurt. We talked about it, and I asked if they please come. I asked that they please come to me first if they felt horny or at least let me know if it wasn't so that it wasn't a secret kind of thing. They agreed and everything was good. However, last week it came out that they continued to still watch porn and masturbate behind my back. It seems like this is mostly happening while I'm asleep or busy, but the fact that they're doing this while I'm home instead of waiting or coming to me first to at least give me the opportunity to have sex with them really hurts. I'm having a hard time figuring out if this is a situation where my hurt feelings are warranted or if my upbringing is clouding my judgment and I'm just creating an unrealistic situation for my partner. I know they feel terrible about hurting me, and it's clear that the shame and guilt that we grew up with is still present for them about this. We're trying to find a couple's therapist, but it's been difficult to find someone suitable for various reasons. I do plan on discussing this in therapy, but if you have any advice, Marie, on whether I'm being reasonable, and if not, how to quell the feelings of suspicion and jealousy I have about all this, that would really help. Thanks. What a fucking interesting, like, origin story. I'm up. I mean, I'm not obsessed with cults. I don't want to say that in like I romanticize them in kind of way. But I also fuck. What is the one that I grew up near? What's the one? Remember the one that the Netflix documentary yeah. where they all wore orange? Uh, Everybody's screaming in the comments unless they're listening to this. Yeah. So I grew up right near that and like my parents knew people in that cult. So like I and I mean, my parents were not my parents. I tell my dad definitely could have had a cult. Like I was like, are you sure you were never in a cult? And he was like, well, I would have run one, but I didn't. But so (laughs) I have been so informed about cults like my whole life, because when you grow up near one and like families are being like, yo, when you see this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I've always been so fascinated by them. Um. First of all, so happy for you guys that you were able, for both of you, that you were able to get out of this and have a great relationship Mm -hmm. and move away from all of that. I'm so sorry that you've got family who are still a part of it that are not in your life and all of the stuff that you've had to deal with coming out of it. But it's such like a huge accomplishment to break away from that kind of psychological manipulation. Um, This is tough because I think I never want to say someone's feelings aren't valid at all. And especially when it comes to people who have like shame and jealousy when it comes to porn, our advice usually is first talk to your partner and ask them if they would be okay, like letting you know when they're going to like and and then giving you the opportunity to have sex with them. And you've already done that with your partner and they've still kind of gone behind your back to do it 
And I think the thing and the question is here, I don't want to tell you how you feel. I think I think the thing that might be what you're dealing with and the emotion might be more along the lines of the hiding it. And because yeah, when you when you hide something, it means and it it, it, it yeah, it means that there's something to hide. Mm-hmm. And that and- can feel odd, especially when you're both on this journey to like not have shame around sex and all of this stuff. And then you asking to keep the line of communication open and like talk to, to like talk to me about it when you're going to go do that. And then they're not. And then that makes you think, okay, they're not talking about it. And they said they were going to when they do that. So then they're not doing that. And then they're still going behind your back and doing it. I, my, if I was going to make like a grand assumption is that maybe the content, the specific content of the porn that your partner is watching, they're feeling shame around the kind of porn that they're watching. And that maybe it's, maybe it's not super vanilla and it's something that they, they are unpacking their own shame when it comes to sex and masturbating, but maybe this feels like too big of a mountain to unpack. And it feels like a them problem. Like, oh, this is on me. I'm ashamed. Not be not just because I'm like, I'm already ashamed uh, and working through like masturbating and all of that. But I'm even more ashamed because like what turns me on or what I'm into in this way. And I think if you can reframe it in the conversation with them of being like, I'm I like we're both working through this the, this journey of unlearning what everything we learned about sex growing up. And I know I had previously said that I would love if you can include me in it. There are some things that like, I think that's like, it's a great idea to have your partner include you in masturbation, but also sometimes like you just want to do it by your, yourself and solo. And that doesn't mean that they're choosing that over you. And I think if you can then if there can be more of an open conversation about like, okay, well, what kind of like, why, why do you not feel comfortable talking to me about it? Like, what is, what is, what is all of the stuff there behind that? And then let them know that what, what has hurt my feelings is we're already unlearning all of this stuff. And now you're hiding this still. And that makes me worried. Like, what is what it? Else? Because, and, and like, what else could he be hiding? Exactly. And like it it is indicative to like a bigger issue and that becomes something and people in general will in relationships hide things to spare someone's feelings, Mm -hmm. but hiding that doesn't spare your feelings. And if you like, if I know what it is, then I can, if I'm informed, I can make decisions. And if I'm not informed, my mind is going to go a million miles per minute and I'm going to come up the worst case scenario, all of this sort of stuff. And it sends you into a spiral. So if you can have the information and be informed, then you can process it but if you don't have it it's not helping you at all um i think that um the fact that they are hiding it um is what is upsetting you the most because you don't know what is going on in their um like i said before what else they might be hiding or lying about um yeah i think it's it's just figuring out like Megan said, talking to to them about um, what, why they feel like they need to hide it. Yeah. Yeah. 
I think a therapist would be also great. And I would say books, too. I know that you yeah. said that it was hard to find a therapist for, like, various reasons. Yeah, I mean, you've got cults. You've got escaping this cult. You've got sexual. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Why sexual. can't I find? Yeah, but sexual shame. Sex shame. Mm-hmm. That's, mm-hmm. what, that's what I was looking for. And I'm sh- like, sure there's other parts of your life that you didn't, like, disclose in the call that make it yeah. difficult. So I would also urge... Um, books and 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 trying to take in as much content as you can from like sex positive sort of things support groups too maybe like there's like support groups for people that have escaped cults as Mm -hmm. well and i think you might need to kind of scrapbook it all together like i don't know if you're going to find a book about escaping a cult and like sex shame and Mm -hmm. masturbation and porn and i think if you can seek out like uplifting empowering and positive sex positive sources along with like leaving cult sources i think you can put together your own like library of really helpful information yeah yeah and as long as your partner's being honest with you i think that'll make it a mm-hmm. lot easier because that's the whole thing when you're questioning like oh are my feelings valid to me that just screams that like you don't have enough information to know any like to be like are my feelings like what the fuck am I like? I, I, it's just yeah. you don't have enough to go off of to kind of recognize or like pinpoint your feelings either. Yeah, honesty is the best policy. On to the next. Hey, um, Megan, Melissa, and potential guests. So this is really freaking nuts. But um, my fiance has. His dad and his stepmom, who are absolutely insane, when we first got together, my fiance was going through all this stuff with him, trying to get his dad out of his, out of their house because the stepmom was trying to poison him and kill him, um, while he was going through radiation for cancer treatment. And I mean, I had heard she was crazy, but I really hadn't been around her that much until this recent Christmas um, which that I got a new computer and I just was setting everything up at their house Um, I didn't get the computer from them I got it from my parents but I was setting everything up at their house and somehow she got in her head that I hacked all her information and I was using it to spy on her and her husband and her boyfriend, because she has a boyfriend, too, that she has an apartment with. But anyway, um, and she tells my fiance's dad about that. And he, I don't know if he believed it or not, but he called my fiance and he said, hey, I just want you to know um, she thinks that your fiance, me, she thinks that I'm hacking her and I'm looking at all of her information and she doesn't want her around anymore, um, which I was like, whatever. And then a few weeks later, she calls me, the stepmom calls me and tells me how her niece, who actually I'm good friends with, um, said that I was fat, ugly, rude, mean, piece of trash, all this stuff, which I was like, there's no way like I'm friends with her. So I called, we got off the phone, I called the cousin, the cousin starts laughing and she was like, I wasn't going to say anything, 
But a couple of weeks ago, she called me and said that you told me I was disgusting. I hated you. Like, I never want to talk to you again and everything like that. And so then I called the stepmom and I said, hey, I just think this is really odd. And I was like, really being really nice. But I was just like, hey, I think this is really odd. And she just says, oh, my gosh, baby, we need to talk about this. We need to love on each other. And now my fiance wants to go and have a sit down. I don't really want to. But it's his dad, and his dad has cancer, and is about to die, so I feel really bad. So please let me know how to go about this situation. Oh, my God. Thank you guys so much. I fucking love y'all. I mean, this... this, this, (laughs) She's unstable. Yeah, she's dealing with some... This is... These are mental health issues. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, truthfully, I... I would have a sit down and talk. I think what's also really important is I would collect all of the stuff that you have and I would sit down with your boyfriend in a really like loving way, explain that the stuff that she is doing and the things that she said have are indicative of a bigger mental health issue. And if Mm -hmm. she is, if she is the like, so like and figure out where she lies and what she's gonna get in his dad's will and if she has control over his true his stuff and not that she shouldn't get anything but more along the lines of she tried to kill him though that's what i mean but i mean in the sense that like if there's a way that like and because like if you're if his dad if he like that's not like completely if he's still so in love with her and like this is let's not ruin the last however long he has left on earth it's about making him like happy and comfortable but also making sure that she doesn't have the power to do anything that her that her husband like his your boyfriend's dad is not comfortable with and that she wouldn't have control over like family heirlooms and childhood things that your boyfriend and like his if he has siblings or the rest of the family has like a sentimental like response to that whatever she's getting if she's getting anything in the will is something that they're comfortable with and i think it's really 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 hard for people who um like your your boyfriend he doesn't he does and, and maybe he he knows that this woman is not all there but truthfully i'm I would assume too. He doesn't want to believe that she's absolutely awful because then that that's scary. That's scary to think that at the end of your dad's life and all of this sort of stuff that like things haven't gotten better and she's got all this kind of stuff and he might just want to kind of power through and not really think Deal about it in it. that sense and mm-hmm. kind of trying because it sounds like this meeting with her is to tie up loose ends and is to yeah. kind of like get you guys on the same like, and have there be no animosity between you and her. And... I think what it needs to be is like, and then have talk to him about it and be like, okay, I can do that. I can be pleasant. We can say that there's no animosity between me and her, but I, we need to make sure that your dad's protected and Mm -hmm. like your family stuff is protected because I will do that. I will adhere by pleasantries for the sake of your dad and for the sake of you. But this isn't a her disagreeing and not getting along well with me thing. Like this is something that we've already seen us like seeped into like your dad's well being. And we need to make sure that he is protected for the rest of however long he has left Mm -hmm. and that his possessions, his like heirlooms legacy is also protected from her. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. Ooh, what what an odd situation with the poisoning. Like. 
why was it happening? One. And then two, why is she still around if she was trying to poison the dad? And then also, what did she think you were spying on her for? I mean, I think she's she's fully sounds just like that's it paranoia. I am curious, though, about the poisoning thing in the sense that, like, how did you guys find out? What Does, was it? Yeah. How was she doing it? Like, how Is did she it still around because she takes care of your dad? But like, also, she was trying to get rid of him. So like, like you were talking about the will. Like, yeah. what does she, what is she getting in the will? Mm-hmm. And why didn't it work? Like, how did I mean, usually when people are poisoning somebody, they do a little bit at a time. So then you can't trace it back. Yeah, that's true. And then, yeah, I'm I'm but I'm also curious if it was definitive that she was doing it because like if she's still in the picture, how like how like how yeah. if this was something that you guys it was a fact that she was doing it, you know it like how I, I'm just curious why? how. Yeah. How and like, why? Yeah. Oh, but I mean, just not press unless it's. The thing where the dad just doesn't have that long left and he wants her in life. Like, did, does he know? That's I would. It makes me think that no, that he yeah. might not know. But at the end of the day. I think if you can treat her like. <laughs> if you can just give her like a wide fucking birth and just like don't treat her. And I say this is someone with mental health problems, but like you need to treat her like somebody who is untreated and undiagnosed with a lot of other issues that like have nothing to do with you and you're getting roped into them and she's pulling you into it but it really has nothing to do with you as a person and if you can kind of take a step back and look at that bigger picture of it um just make sure that she's not manipulating you when you have a sit-down meeting yeah and I would just appease her and, mm-hmm. like, just kind of, like, be like, okay, yeah, I can agree. Like, I don't think it's worth a fight with her because she does sound like she's paranoid and she's not thinking or speaking or doing things rationally. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that there's anything you could say that would get through to her. I think it's just about ask your boyfriend, like, what do you want out of this? How do you yeah. want me? How do you what do you want this end conclusion to be? And I will do that. Yeah. Good Wild. God. That's insane. But um, man. I would we would love to have an update on this and let us know. Um, and yeah, do some meditating before you have that sit down with her. Mm-hmm. You can do Martyr Megan, which is what it was called when I would just be agreeable. Oh, I was like, what is that? No, it's just me being agreeable. <laughs> it's hard to imagine. Yeah. I don't do that anymore. Um, well, tits. Do we have another one? If or is I it... don't blame them. Okay. What episode is this one from? This is someone responding to a call from season six, episode six, where the original caller called in about wanting her boyfriend to lose weight because he had a dad bod. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. I remember that. Mm-hmm. 
Hi, Megan and Melissa. I'm calling about the episode where the caller's boyfriend had gained weight, and I just wanted to throw in my opinion, having been in a similar situation except the reverse. So when my ex and I started dating, I was 17 and he was 19. I'm 21 now. But we were both in pretty good shape, but over the first year of our relationship, we both gained quite a bit of weight. I never said anything to him because it didn't really matter to me. But he would bring up how chubby I had gotten fairly often. So I started working out and I got back into shape, probably the best shape I'd ever been in. But it didn't solve anything in a relationship because then he'd say that he liked me better before I had started working out. The thing is, it was never really about my weight, which is why I didn't fix anything in our relationship. It was because he had this idealized version of who he wanted me to be in his head. And as a relationship progressed and I didn't fall in line with what he had in his head, it was just easier for him to blame his lack of attraction to me on my size rather than admit that he just didn't like me or my personality. And just by the way the caller spoke, it sounds very similar to how he spoke. So I feel like this is a similar situation and they just need to end the relationship and uh, the caller needs to reevaluate what she wants in a partner beyond just looks. Um, Thanks. Love the podcast. And I'm a Virgo, by the way. Thanks. Bye. Well, okay. You did not um, say the most important part of this is that your ex-boyfriend is trash. Like... I, I think am- she's moved past that. Oh yeah, no, she. Yeah. This is an evolved. You yes. are like a. You are like you are an iPhone X. You are fucking. You are so evolved. Um, but yeah, it's it is such a God. I can't even like, but like imagine hearing that from a partner and then taking it, working out, losing weight, and then like, oh my God. Yeah, it's just a, a a mental thing. It's a mental game that somebody plays when they're not happy with themselves or in the relationship. And so they try to pick out something that they know that you're sensitive about or something that may be perceived as a flaw and then go after it because he knew that in this situation, he knew that whatever he said to you pertaining to your weight was going to affect you because he said he liked you and he was making fun of you or picking on you about when you gained weight and then when you lost the weight then he still wasn't happy it's just like something that he knew that he could use to manipulate you yeah it's a control thing Mm -hmm. it's like um it's also like i also think that like thinking on it more it's also just kind of some like weird god complex too yeah like so like i can control what she thinks about what she looks like so i say that i liked her better when she had a little bit more weight on her but she goes and um gains Gains weight weight. and then um when she gains weight say that she that you liked her better when she was smaller so it's it's just a game that people Mm -hmm. that aren't happy with themselves are going to play so I'm glad that you broke the cycle and realized that you'd never make him happy. And Mm -hmm. it's not your job to make him happy anyway. And no one, no one will make a person who has that mindset. No one will make them happy. Exactly. And it's not like, a oh, I'm not the right person for them. Mm -hmm. 
they're it's a them issue and like it's not there's nobody it's not like oh okay well they're better suited for somebody else it's like no they're gonna they have to figure they have to fix their own shit or they're gonna Mm -hmm. go through this in every every fucking relationship yeah Ugh. ugh ugh i was very happy though to see um a lot of comments and like response from that episode of people who were uh i mean obviously the ones people who were like we love when people agree with us it's great um Mm -hmm. but the ones that like really like made me feel really great were the people who are like i've definitely like been not to this extent but guilty of kind of saying things and not realizing how they might come across to my partner and like I do value their like I value them as for who they are and like I'm putting my own insecurities on them about like my own like body image issues or I have never really thought about like ableism and like health as like I've always thought of it like this this thing that you have to do this to be healthy and all of these sort of things and that like health is I never thought of health as a privilege and people who've like one once person had, uh, I think, either messaged or commented or said something. Maybe it was on the Facebook group that they then had like a, a conversation with like their boyfriend mm-hmm. and was like, I just like want to apologize. Like I want to like sh- let you know how much like, I love you. And like I didn't realize that these things that I said, like when I heard someone else say something to a far bigger extreme, like I realized like how fucking awful that is. And it was mm-hmm. that made me so happy because it's such a. Yeah, I don't think people really think of like how inundated, especially like body shaming is in like our society that like it's so normalized that we don't think of it as shaming because Mm -hmm. like it's just kind of the norm. Um, And I did also laugh at uh, the people who like were siding with her. I've like found this subset of like when people get upset about something like that. um, It's because they have that belief. Because that's you and you feel Mm -hmm. attacked and threatened. And I've had that when I like put someone on blast. I didn't even put them fully on blast. I didn't show their username, but someone who like wouldn't apologize. Like I had asked for an apology for some for force for something over a DM and I had posted it to my story because it was just like a saga that went on for a whole fucking like day and a half. Um, And they said, I'm sorry if you felt like I was attacking you and I posted it and I was like with like the link of being like how to apologize and people were like they did say sorry and I was like oh I feel fucking nope. bad for your friends because that's you how you apologize a, you can't have a qualifier when you make mm. an apology because it means that you don't actually believe it but when it comes to this kind of stuff and then people get like so ups- like very much like upset upset and I think that like there are things that like there are certain like topics uh, or calls that we have that are like definitely more divisive, but there are things that like are not our opinion. They're just like fact, like, like racism. Like that's just like a fact. And if you are feeling attacked or threat, like, or uh, by any of that sort of stuff, that's like, take that for a minute to fucking reflect. And the villains don't need you to sympathize with them. No. And it's also, it just kills me when people call in and they say things like, or not call in, it's, they never call in to say this, but it's when the people that comment and they're mm-hmm. like um, saying things that they like, they, how they don't agree with us and we need to be like nicer, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, people are calling in for our opinion. We're not here to give a blanket statement about anything. They want to hear specifically what we think. And it's never the people that are calling in that get angry with us. It's other people. 
some of the calls that we've had where we've gone fucking in, Mm -hmm. we get the most messages afterwards of being like, that's what I needed to hear. Mm -hmm. And also that's why they call they call us, because if they just wanted to hear a blanket statement, they'd go ask a friend. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And also, I would say we've had some people who've like compared older episodes, advice we've given that's been like similar. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's definitely like this whole it's an involvement and like a journey for like us going through all of this. Mm -hmm. And there's like things like when I forget what episode it was, but like talking about like STDs and I referred to them as like clean versus dirty. And you were like you corrected me on it. And I was like, oh, cool. So like we shift our not our stances but like we shift like we 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 get educated we learn more but i would also urge people too that like the same thing you said it ties back to the blanket statement like every single call is different Mm -hmm. like every single call so we had a call little like nuances that make it different for what kind of advice Mm -hmm. we had a call i forget who it was uh with Lindsay, i think from the almost like 30 podcast and it was like somewhat similar like this girl uh her boyfriend had gained weight but like I listened to the calls back to back after someone commented. And that's why we also use phone calls because you can tell in someone's inflection and their voice and their tone and the specific words that they're saying. Like, it's not all a topic. We're not Mm -hmm. giving advice on a topic. We're giving advice on like a specific instance, circumstance. Yeah. But um, I don't know. It also made me happy to see uh, that people... um, I mean, I also, again, like I said, I love when people would agree with us, but I also really like when um, someone can feel seen in a call and then go to the comments and it's also reflected and it's not just mm-hmm. us saying one thing and everybody else like disagreeing in the comments as like we're advocating for like, like body positivity, body neutrality, like not like not body shaming. And it made me happy to be like to see that that was also reflected in the comments for people who felt seen and empowered as yeah. everyone should be. Mm-hmm. So it's a good it's a, it's a good good fucking time yeah but yeah i guess that's it for our episode if it. you guys want to call in for an upcoming one you can leave us a voicemail at 310-694-0976 international listeners you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com and follow us on instagram um also everybody's I was just about to say, everyone needs to follow us on Twitter. She's back on her Twitter game and she is back strong, everybody. Um, please follow. It is like, you're always obviously an Aquarius, but if you've ever wanted to see an Aquarius in their element, find the Aquarius on Twitter. Like, it is just like, it is, it is, it makes me laugh so hard and I just, I live for it. Um, we're also on Instagram. If you want to follow the podcast on Instagram and our own individual Instagrams, what show would you like to promote from your um, podcast catalog? Um, so I have a, a new podcast that should be coming out really, really soon. Um, it's called Never Sleep Alone with Dr. Alex Schiller. Not a real doctor. Um, it's all about sex, 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 sex. So we've had we had an episode about anal that's so big and long that we broke it into two episodes and what Megan just if you're watching the video what she just did we have an expert on that in the uh second episode uh in the second uh, anal episode we've got an episode on the theme of orgasm we've got one on non-monogamy so uh, just think about like the sex calls that we have here, but we bring 
experts on doctors and people that work in like the sex entertainment industry and just people that have uh experience also we have this thing called the spank bank where people we have a few people that uh have just called in and told us about their experience or calls and they get to listen to the episode live and then contribute to the conversation so that's a good time i love that and um we had actually there's been a couple people that listen to the show that have been in the spank bank so oh. thank you guys for participating fucking here for it but where mm-hmm. how can they go per- what, what's the so you just link um, it in the show notes yeah i can link it in the show notes um and then you can follow um never sleep alone on instagram and we've got like the phone number and everything on that instagram hell yeah, yeah. um is that it that's buy my book buy my presets what mm-hmm. wait what day does this episode come out do we know or what month it's not this monday but the monday after that so it will be is it almost my, is it my day before my birthday the third not mm-hmm. this oh my god it is tomorrow mm-hmm. is my birthday everybody um i'm gonna need so much attention and like th- because I'm, I'm a leo and i'm celebrating it in quarantine and it's just not a good time so if you guys could, you know, send me nice birthday messages, tell you me know, I'm great. We're like better off than we were last year, though, because of oh my god, you're right. your seizure. <laughs> oh my so- god, how insane is it that in the middle of a fucking pandemic, I am still have better footing than I did last year for yeah. my birthday? Wow, that is such a good way to look at it. I never yeah. even thought about it. I mean, last year we were like planning to go to Disneyland. Uh-huh. Now Disneyland is just like Corona. Like it's- they could have like random breakouts of random diseases that should be cured by now all the time. So why do they think that coronavirus is like the time where they should be living it up at Disneyland? Also, you have it. to like socially distance. Have you seen the fi- pictures and videos of I've people seen, like on you rides? You have to socially distance, and also <laughs> not just that, but now they're not. If you're gonna eat, you can't walk around eating. You have to sit down and eat. Like, like why? Why? It, it's not that. That does not make for the happiest place on earth. Just sit your ass at home. Put on one of those roller coaster videos mm-hmm. on YouTube. You can watch all the. You can watch Disney Plus. Like. Stay your ass at home. That's that's all I got to say. It's like going to Disneyland in the middle of, middle of a zombie apocalypse. I'm like, it's yeah. not the same. Like, no. just just stay. Just yeah. wait. Like, you want to be like, you want to look like you're in the beginning of a Final Destination movie. Actually, I've never seen those. But like, you're in a fucking like, post, post-apocalyptic post movie that yeah. you're like, oh, like, Disneyland is eerily crazy. Like, fuck that. The only, not the happiest. The only thing that I wouldn't want to do at Disneyland at this time is to be one of the people inside a costume because you're the most protected but they've also like i feel like you only can have your one costume like you can't share costumes oh my god you're so right i wonder if they're having to wear masks under their costumes too i mean they don't talk anyway so no but there's like it's mesh i know that yeah yeah yeah. that's what i'm saying they don't spit droplets so what it doesn't if they're wearing a mask you won't be, really be able to see it oh yeah yeah oh yeah. god yeah you don't go to Disneyland wow you really reframed my whole birthday for me because last year it was 
I had the FOMO. Like, every, mm-hmm. like the whole world was going on and I was, you know, had a seizure and like it was a stressful time. And now everything's, everything stopped. So that is a lot. It is a lot better. But it is a, it's a very odd, a very odd time to like figure out how to, how to do a birthday through mm-hmm. all of this. That's it. That's it. Thank Bye, you everybody. guys for watching. Oh, don't forget to subscribe to this YouTube channel, guys. We've been getting more, or maybe not for the, the. I mean, the first episode we posted, we got more views than we do have subscribers. And um, a lot of people were also still confused about mm-hmm. like, oh, I can't find them. Turn on notifications for this channel. It's not going up on both. It's just going up on this one. So subscribe. Subscribe, please. Woo-woo. Okay, goodbye. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods, for 50 to 80% less in similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.